David. Rossi, I'm here. Hi. Hi. What's up? How's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Um, so we got ourselves a little uh, baseball team going. A little baseball team. We have we one. Just, you decided to take the plunge. The plunge into fantasy baseball? That's correct. Yeah. A lot of convincing, um, which shouldn't surprise you. Um, I like to, I like things that take up time, right? Occupy, occupy my attention. And you need something to check. It's always nice to have something to check. Yes. I like having something to check. Absolutely. And that thing should bring you joy for the most part. Yeah, I think so. I think so. If it doesn't probably good to get rid of it. Exactly. So yes, this is going to be good. Um, and I am looking forward to learning all about it from the master. <laughs> the master. Um, well, you're very kind. Um, and we're going to take it slow um, for the listener's pleasure, for the listener's information. Um, we have already finished our draft, so um, not too much to worry about there. Uh, but that we will talk you through really some time consuming, though. <laughs> well, it was a slow draft, unlimited time per picks. So um, people really took their sweet time with it. Yeah. But so did we. I mean, we. And we were, uh, spoiler alert, we were the first overall pick. So every time we picked after the first round was a double pick. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I felt like we, we didn't really hold up. And we rarely picked one and then didn't pick right after that. Yeah. We, we no, always we were good about that. We were respectful of people's time. So respectful, unlike certain other players that I won't mention. Yeah. I know who you're talking so. about. That guy. <laughs> that guy. That <laughs> screw that um, guy. No, screw him. I love that. Yeah, love that guy. Anyway. Screw that guy. So our team is the Brooklyn Stoop Dwellers. Yep. Although now we're, I guess we're the LA Stoop Dwellers, uh, modeled after that very team that ab- abandoned Brooklyn back in the 50s. Yeah. So here we exactly. are, a couple of LA guys sharing a fantasy baseball team. I, I recommend um, it for anyone who wants to get close with someone. Co-manage <laughs> a fantasy baseball team with them. It's the way to do it. You'll find um, you're getting closer every day. Yeah. I mean, I would hope. Otherwise, you're moving in the other direction. Yeah. You don't want that. So um, we're going to start. Uh, let's take a look at our draft board. We opened up with Juan Soto as the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. You still happy with that pick? I think so. I mean, I, I like the fact that we picked someone that everyone agrees is a number one pick. Did I want to go with Tatis? Yeah, I did. But I don't know that it was the right move. You got to be a little bit dispassionate in times like these. Correct. If it turns out that you were lying to me and that Tatis <laughs> would have been a good first pick, then that, that will uh, that'll upset me. But as of right now, I don't think that's the case. Well, uh, thank you for deferring to me on that first round pick. Um, I do think Soto is the best 
pick uh, overall number one in especially in an on base percentage league as we are in. Yeah, uh, he he's just going to get on base so many times. He if they don't want to pitch to him, he's going to get a ton of walks. Like he's going to bring us OBP like a healthy OBP number, uh, and it enabled us to make certain picks down the line that we were really happy about. Um, that maybe Soto's high number is going to cover up a lot of uh, ugly OBP down the, down the draft board for us. Mm-hmm. Not pointing any fingers, but say Dylan Bundy, I mean, Dylan Moore, uh, Soler, Luis Robert, Mondesi. I mean, after, after Juan Soto, we, we just sort of let ourselves go and just picked whoever we wanted and didn't really pay much attention to OBP after that first overall pick. Right. So that's not entirely true, but it, I mean, for God's sake, our catcher is Gary Sanchez. I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little much. Yeah. I don't even know what that, like that's obvious to you what that is, but I, I don't understand that. And that's where, you know, I'll figure these things out as we go. Well, I mean, the difference between batting average and on-base percentage, obviously, is walks, right? So if a guy's up there swinging away uh, and not taking his walks, then he's not going to have an OBP that's any higher than his batting average. But if you're taking walks, like right and left, like Aaron Hicks, your OBP has the possibility of being like a hundred points higher than your batting average. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at each player's particular like approach at the plate and be like, is it good? Is he a good OBP guy? Uh, or is he like a free swinger? Who's going to like drag down our ratio. Right. So um, a lot of people like to punt a category and we could have very easily punted OBP. Said, we're not worrying about it. We're just going for power, stolen bases, forget OBP. But I'd still like to finish middle of the pack OBP. So um, even if we don't win the category or even in the top third, I'd still like to be decent, healthy. Mm-hmm. We can sort of massage the OBP as we go along. If we, somebody's really dragging us down, just, you know, bench them. Find some, find some. OBP where we can. Sure. So, I mean, Kike Hernandez, OBP of 270. He's going to be better than that. You know? He is? Oh, yeah. He, he's taking a... I mean, he's, he's switching from the National League to the American League. He's going to be an everyday player. Uh, he's definitely changed his approach at the play to be more choosy. So I think he's going to be a much more selective hitter batting first. Cause like getting on base as the leadoff hitter is so important compared to where he used to hit with the Dodgers, which was like seventh. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, let's look at his spring stats. He's got, 10 walks and eight strikeouts, more walks and strikeouts this spring training. 
I mean, that's why they gave him the the leadoff job because he proved he could take a walk. Uh-huh. If you look at like, let's look at his 2020 season, his like main, his like last season with the Dodgers, 31 strikeouts, six walks. That's garbage. So terrible. Yeah. It seems like his plate discipline has improved. Hopefully, you know, his new Red Sox coaching staff have helped him work on that. So Kike is going to be a clutch player for us, hopefully. Well, I should hope so. He better be. He was the last overall pick in the draft. We took him with the very last pick. And some people are like, oh, good one. I love when people are like, Annoyed at your pick because it means you made a good pick. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. So, um, pressing on through our draft, um, we took two pitchers, you Darvish and Aaron Nola. I mean, not too much to say there. You've got two opening day starters, two aces. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they both had a pretty decent spring. Nola struggled a little bit. Nola has the disadvantage of being in the Phillies ballpark, which is, I think, amongst the smallest in the National League. So there's going to be times when he gets lit up, and we're just going to have to absorb that. I don't think we're going to be ducking any Nola starts. No, I don't think we should. Um, Moving on to round four, we took Adalberto Mondesi. And I think we labored over this a little bit, right? I think that's true. We, I think either I, you or I had to be convinced. I, this was one of those early morning picks where we're on the clock and we're like, what do we do? And right. Right. I was like, Mondesi and Robert, like, and at that point, these would be our, our second and third position players. And we are, we've got Juan Soto. We can take two players who, who, you know, in the case of Mondesi steals a ton of bases in the case of Robert, hits for power and steals bases. Like they're kind of, you know, Juan Soto and his high on base percentage is going to plaster over the cracks of those next two players. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like you know we spent our reserve capital on them, <laughs> and going forward we we needed to defer back to players that were not going to hurt us in that way. So right. moving on, six and seven turn, we, we went back and took two more pitchers. I think at this point we were starting to wake up that certain people on our league were not drafting any pitchers. We're like, why are these guys still on the board? Um, Corbin Burns and Steven Strasburg in the sixth and seventh round, respectively, of a 12-team draft. What the hell? They should not have been there. Really? I don't think so. I mean, maybe Strasburg just because, like, injury fears. And Burns, I guess, you know, he's going to blow up your whip if he walks a ton of guys. But, like, that's two, like, pretty much number one or two starters sitting around there at the end of the sixth round. I mean, I feel like we – nobody took a picture. If you look at this draft board, and I'll post this draft board in our show notes, but the fourth round, nobody took a picture in the entire draft, including us. The fifth round, only three pitchers were taken. And in the sixth round, up and before us, only one pitcher, Lance Lynn, was taken. So we had, we just had to take two more pitchers because they were being handed to us. 
Yeah. Um, and at that point, we would have had, through seven rounds, four pitchers and three hitters. So we were taking the exact opposite route of some of our other uh, players in our league who were, had not drafted a single pitcher yet. Right. So I don't know. I mean, you can look at it a couple different ways because last year, nobody, you know, nobody played more than 60 games. Pitchers didn't make more than 12 or 13 starts maximum. And this year they're going to be asked to like make 30 starts if they pitch the whole season. And from what, what we've heard from like, you know, baseball scientists and doctors, like if your arm isn't built up, you really can't just go from pitching 12 games to pitching 30 games. It's just like, you're going to wear out. So so everybody's saying, well, there's just going to be a ton more pitchers used this season because no pitcher is going to be able to pitch like all of his expected starts. So don't draft pitching because there's going to be all these other pitchers pitching and all the like star pitchers are not going to really pitch like a ton. So it's not worth prioritizing pitching. So if that comes true, there's going to be all these sort of no names or lesser names getting a ton of work. And our guy, Steven Strasburg is going to be, Oh, we're going to skip a start. They're going to give him a rest. You know, they're going to go to a six man rotation. So like if all those people prove correct, then we might be looking at having drafted pitchers high up who are not actually going to make as many starts as they would in a typical season. I don't think that's going to happen. (laughs) Well, the counter argument is no, these, these stars are the only people who are going to pitch their normal five day rotation. So we could be, you know, or a combination of the two results. That's what I think. I mean, I hope, I hope I'm right, but we don't know. I think we're right. Some teams are going to have no choice. I don't think things change that much. I don't think it's going to be some drastic difference than how baseball used to be. Yeah. Well, I certainly hope you're right for our sake because we've sure we stocked up on pitchers like in the I early rounds. I believe I'm right. I truly believe I'm right. I believe you're right too. And I, I'm glad where we made a consensus on this because it's going to make for a lot more harmony in this collaboration that we're doing. Yeah. We're definitely on the same page. Yeah. And we will stay on the same, pe- same page. Uh, we will stay on the same page or this is not going to work. We have to stay. We must stay on the same page. That's the only option. Yeah. And if you get on a different page, I'm either going to go to that page that you're on or I'm going to bring you back to my page. I like that. (laughs) No, I think we talked about like how we, how I did it with Goldberg all those years where it's like um, both people have to agree. And then if like, if you don't agree on a move or a roster, uh, you know, a lineup adjustment, then it's first time it's one person's turn to make the final decision. And then it's like the possession arrow in college basketball. It's like, then the next time you get the, you get the 51% vote if you're on, you know, deadlock on something. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the way you got to do it. I think so too. Well, I'm, I'm not going to pull rank unless there's something really worth, worth our time. Cause I think, you know, a lot more about this than I do. For now. For now. But you're going to get to know our team very well because uh, you're going to be studying them and watching their thing. I might, I have so many leagues that I might get like buried and be like, oh shit, 
you might need me to take over. I will need you. Exactly. So by the end of this voyage, you're going to be sailing the ship, standing there behind the, the wheel and steering us home. Yep. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, do I want to do just a couple more uh, rounds, um, just like a bird's eye view of this draft? Yeah, let's um, do a few more rounds. We went hitter, hitter, hitter. Chris Bryant, Will Myers, Jorge Soler. So I love all three of those players. I think we're going to get a ton of runs scored, ton of RBIs, ton of home runs from each of those guys. Um, Myers had a little health scare. Cats are fighting. <laughs> um, Myers had a little health scare, but he's come back and hit a few homers like since then. Like he's he's peaking at the right time his his spring numbers have been fantastic. Yeah. I, th- I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah. He doesn't even use batting gloves for God's sake. I know he's a tough, he's a tough guy. He's like us when we go out there. Yeah. He is batting 395 on the spring OBP 422. That's up there in Mike Trout territory slugging 767. An OPS of 1.19. That's just absurd. It's, it's, it's a laugh. It's a laugh riot. It's laughable. I mean, when he was injured and I was like, God damn it, I've got him on all my teams. I was really like getting nervous. But with the spring he's put together, woo, I'm in the cat. You really think spring, spring training is indicative of anything, though? So I mean, does it really does it really bode for what happens later? No, it's it is you can't you have to take it with like a lot of caveats because you have to be like, well, who was he facing? What was that person that he was facing trying to do? Were they just like working on a pitch or were they like trying to like work on sequencing or work on location? You know, early in the spring, the pitchers are still like they don't even care if they get lit up because they're just like, oh, I wanted to see if I could locate that new split finger. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, you get a lot of, like, tasty pitches to tee off on. But later in spring training, there's people that want to get, like, real game situations. And, you know, you've got the ace pitchers lining up against the ace batters, and they're actually trying to get them out in, like, game-type situations. Uh-huh. So if you look at Myers, like... If you look at Meyer's late spring training, like March 21st and on, he's, uh, he's been crushing since he came back from that like little break. Like March 16th, his first game back, two hits, hit, 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 hit. I mean, then he had, uh, he had a home run on March 24th, and then he had another home run on March 26th. So he's peaking like right now. It's not like, oh, he did this on the back lot. So I feel like Myers is like primed for a great start of the season. I think so too. Um, so yeah, we told, I promised you we'd get some Padres on our team. And that was Will Myers was our second Padre after you, Darvish. So, and then around 11, we took a sort of a controversial pick. Chris Paddock, former Padres number one starter, now Padres third or fourth starter. Yeah, he's not been very good no. lately. 
And his spring has not been too impressive either. Well, you know, he's, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. He's got to figure it out. You got to love his, you got to love his tenacity, his attitude. Yeah. And he'll figure it out. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not we should skip his first start. Where, what are you leaning on this? I'm leaning on not skipping. Not skipping. Okay, so yeah. Padres have four games at home against the Diamondbacks to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paddock would presumably start one of those. So that's good because Petco is, you know, pretty forgiving. And Arizona is one of the lightest hitting teams in the entire league. So if he's going to have a a nice, easy opening to the season, uh, I'd say, yeah, that first start, that getaway day for the Diamondbacks is going to be an easier one for him. So I'm, I'm leaning towards what you're saying is to like not skipping. Not skipping. Right. I don't think I think we're we'd be more bummed if we skipped it and he did good than if we didn't skip it and he did bad. Right. We can't we can't risk that. You know the feeling of like um in fantasy basketball head to head when like you play a player that like you weren't sure whether to play and then they they shoot 0 for 10 from the field and you're like you're dragging down my entire field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine that that field goal percentage was cumulative across the whole season. And if this guy pulls a freaking seven earned runs in two innings, like he did the other day, that's going to put your ERA up to like 27. And you're like, ah, my ERA is freaking 27. All the good work put in by all my other pitchers is ruined. And it's going to take me weeks or months to fix this. So like a bad pitcher outing is like the thing you dread in fantasy, in Roto fantasy baseball. Right. Well, everyone's going to have those though. Not just us. It's true. It's true. You're right. You're right. But we're like, we're the, we're the pitching team. We've, we've like, we've prioritized pitching. Now that could work out well for us in that like, you know, we have more pe- good pitchers that are going to kind of counteract any terrible outings. So we can take risks. Right. And we've prioritized National League pitchers who as of this recording, there's still no DH in the National League this season. Subject to change at any moment apparently, but Oh, really? Um you know, a lot of people want the DH back. But the owners are saying, no, you can't have it unless you give us expanded playoffs. And the players are saying, no, we don't want expanded playoffs, but we do want DH. And the league's are like, we don't actually care if you have DH, but we're just going to hold it as a bargaining chip until you give us expanded playoffs. Huh. They want that extra round of playoffs because that's a lot more money for them. I like it too. I mean, I like both, but, you know... The players don't want to do it if they don't get their universal DH. Right. 
<sighs> so anyway, enough about that. Um, do you want to keep going down the draft board or do you want to um, just talk about season predictions in general? Do you have a, do you have any, I'm, I'm open. Well, let's just uh, round out the end of this draft. Um, we went Chris Paddock, Rysela Iglesias, Dylan Moore, Gary Sanchez, Dylan Bundy, Taylor Rogers, Andres Jimenez, Paul DeJong, Kyle Seeger, Ryan Mountcastle, Hunter Dozier, Hector Norris, Manny Margot, James McCann as a backup catcher, Greg Holland, the Royals closer, Adam Eaton, Christian Javier, and Kike Hernandez. So that's our 28 rounds of picks. And we shall see. We, we didn't draft a starting pitcher after Dylan Bundy in the 15th. So we got our starters early and we got our relievers late. So um, hopefully we can cobble together some saves and holds. Forgot to mention, this is a saves and holds league. So even if some of those guys don't necessarily line up the, the closer role, uh, they're going to get some holds for us. So that those count in this league. Right. So the season starts on Thursday. First game is Yankees Blue Jays. Our boy Gary is scheduled to catch Garrick Cole. So let's hope Gary can knock one out okay. for us that day. We'll be looking to Gary Sanchez to see if he can handle the pressures of catching Garrick Cole and concentrating at the plate and doing well. Last year, right. um, last year, Gary primarily did not catch Garrett Cole. He, it was uh, left to Kyle Higashioka. But Kyle is dinged up at the moment, so Gary's going to catch Cole for his starts. So it's a, big, it's a big undertaking for our boy Gary Sanchez, but he's one of my favorite players, and I think he can do it. And as I hear myself say that, I really hope that that comes true. I think he can do it. Uh, scary Gary. He's one of my all-time favorites, but he just gets in these slumps. You know, his batting average dips below 200. I mean, what the hell? Well, he's a catcher, you know? It's true, but he has so much potential. He has so much power. He's not your average, you know, fielding, you know, good fielding catcher who can't hit, and that's what they, you know, like Austin Hedges or who, you know, one of these guys. Like, he's not a framing right. specialist. He, you know, he he's a hitting catcher so you know his his actual behind the plate work is fine it's gotten a lot better but like he needs to hit being there to justify being there well i'm glad he's on our team me too yeah i couldn't be more stoked that we have scary gary me too um all right, then. Well, on that note, good, good luck, luck to, to you us. this season. Good luck to us. Yeah. You're going to be out of town uh, this weekend. Yes, is that correct? I will be on the road for a few days, but you know I'll be watching. You know I'll be reacting in real time. Yeah. So, you know, expect, expect to hear from me. Yeah. And, um, of course, I'll check in with you before I make any – Good. Sudden moves. We'll we'll collaborate okay, like on that. all these things. So, and uh, yeah, have a great Thank spring you very break. Much. And keep in touch. I will. I will for sure. You do the same. And uh, thanks for joining to us here on on the. Uh, is this the first episode back this season? 
I did like a uh, we're back kind of short oh, episode really? this morning uh, just to oh, sort of welcome nice. everybody back okay. to the So Baseball pod. Um, and then I'm going to you know publish this one with you. And then I'm going to have Kevin on um, sometime before opening day, just sort of go division by division and get his predictions for, you know, well, which I'll team is going to win that, each division. You know, I love, I love Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's oh yeah. Great. Gotta love Kevin. Kevin's takes are, are <laughs> so good. The best takes. In the town. hottest takes. I know he's, he's got the old school. Takes, yeah. I so like we'll that. Get those. I'll be looking for that as a um, fan. <laughs> all right. And I'll let you know when this. Okay. Yeah. I'll blast out. it out to all my followers. Okay. okay do that. And uh, have have a Thank safe you. drive. That sounds great, we'll brother. Go baseball. All right. See ya. All right, Dave. Bye. Bye. Bye.